Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter Podcast Friday Edition. It's your boys. We're back. You know us. You know our names. You know whole, you know the whole deal. But it's special today, Steve. My name is Steve. Here, here he goes. And his name is Will. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So this is this is a special Friday, as we've talked about a couple of days leading up to this episode. Uh, we're doing a couple of things different. This season, we're gonna be ta- we're gonna be playing some games. We're gonna be talking about the chapter, um, and we're gonna be kind of like recapping what we what we've seen in this in this uh, Whoa! first week of the Shadow Rising. And let me tell you, man, it's been a roller coaster. I've I've been on many roller co- coasters, probably six, and this this one is six. Well, I mean, if we're counting seasons of the show, what is this? The fifth or the sixth? This book. Those count as roller coasters because they're all over the place, emotional ups and downs. We've been through a lot together, Steve. We've been through a lot. I feel like we're more connected than ever, but I think at a moment's notice, moment's notice, we can turn on each other. So we don't know. We don't know. You can. I never turn. But I've seen your coat is flipping inside out all day long, turning around that turn coat. I, I like what kind the, of coat. Is that? <laughs> it's a fashion. It's it's German. Uh, it's a pea, pea coat. It's called a Schneider. Yeah, that's German for Peacoat Full of Lies. Peacoat Full of Lies. All right, everybody. We are talking Chapter 5 today, Questioners. And you know what? You know what this chapter reminds me of, Steve? It reminds me a little bit of... Dance Dance Revolution? How'd you, how'd you know? You nailed it. I played Dance Dance Revolution last Friday, and I just can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> My legs keep moving around in different patterns, and it's making walking very difficult. I miss just the... day-to-day things are becoming a whole cardio exercise. Oh, wow. That's fun, right? You probably look shredded now. Like, you probably look, like, so svelte and, like, limber. I got buns. You got buns. Huh? <laughs> I miss the DDR uh, craze when I was younger. I was more of the rock band guitar hero. Not that they're the same thing, but, like, it's that party game that you pull out you got extra you think i'm just part of that phase i'm 34 years old i played dance dance revolution on friday (laughs) you live your you gotta live your best life buddy all right all right there ain't nobody out there telling you you can't dance for your life except you thank you man and you know what listeners you take that to heart all right that's a good we're gonna put that on a t-shirt one day uh okay you know actually what this reminds me of is attack of the clones Specifically, oh, Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. Attack of the Clones with Count Dooku. Yeah. Yeah. The main character. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi and his uh, detective arc that he goes through throughout the movie. And, you know. Yeah, you're talking about the crime noir uh, opening segment of Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones. Exactly. 
where Obi-Wan is set in the bowels yes. of a futuristic uh, city yes. full of scum and villainy. Ooh. And I think he ends up in and drug some... dealers with little antennas that sell you sticks that make you die. Yep. So the reason the reason why I think this is because if, if you if you look at this scene through a particular lens, throughout that through that noir lens, like we've got Nynaeve and Egwene, and they're interrogating a couple of dark friends, a couple of black Aja, like they're a couple of cops. Right? They're doing like a. It is a good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Type s- scenario. They all seem like clones, actually. If you ask me, it seems like they're all they're all clones. All everyone in the White Tower is a clone, if you ask me, in a different color. But I guess they're not actually. It is more of a little interrogation sequence. There's a lot of back and forth in this one. It's a lot of back and forth, and a lot one of, of them is described as as handsome looking, a handsome looking woman. Yeah, I, that's that's a that's an appropriate way to describe somebody. I think. <laughs> I've met some handsome women before. I mean, it's fine. It's just you know, I had to note it. I have a podcast, <laughs> so I need to. I need to. I need to say it. Okay. The black Azure are handsome <laughs> women, so it's important. You're just spinning on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. It's important. It's important. Is it? Robert Jordan wrote it. Uh, yeah, he did. And we do a podcast to highlight the the important things, and this is important. Wow. Very handsome woman. Wow. Chin hairs longer than even yours, Will. <laughs> there it is. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, in the Azure acapella group, they got the baritone just booming. They cover that whole baritone section on their own. So the information that's given out through the throughout this chapter, I think a lot of it kind of doesn't really matter because it's very classic Robert Jordan. Lots of kind of like fluff thrown in there. You know, we've got uh Egwene and Nynaeve they're there's pretending- a part there's there's a part about like breasts of course you see he says fluff but he's talking about how they're talking about the dress that she's wearing is so a little too revealing for the white tower but you know she's got the tatas and the cha-chas and Robert Jordan's having fun and she's handsome <laughs> I lost my train of thought I was there I had it yeah well and we're, and we're out you gotta let, let me when I'm going you gotta let me go. All right? You can't bring up breasts around Will because he gets he's losing. He's losing I'm a little everybody. flustered right now. He just shuts down. <laughs> deer in the headlights. Ah, well, I, ooh, I don't know. What was I talking about? Uh, so there's a lot of fluff kind of going around in this chapter. Uh, you know, Egwene and Nynaeve, I think a good thing to point out here is that they're playing the part of full Aes Sedai. And it's a tactic here to, in their interrogation skills. Because while they're interrogating, we've got Amiko and Joya, who we've met in the last book as the Black Azure that I think they captured and that they brought back to Tyr. How do they get back to Tyr? I think I think it was they were teleporting. I think they found their way through the ways or something like that. I have no idea. Like a, probably like an Uber. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely... For, to ex- or like a teleporting Uber. To explain everything going on. Yeah. But the essence Public of this transport. the essence yeah. of this chapter comes down to two pieces of information that both Egwene and Nynaeve have to figure out for themselves. So Amiko says to them, like the idea here for the interrogation is to get an idea of what the Black Asha are pla- are planning and what the Dark Friends and all and all the evildoers are planning in the future, especially to go up against uh, Rand. Amiko says one thing. She says that there might be something in Tanchico that could, could that could could control the dragon. All right. Yeah, yeah. 
while Joya, they interview her separately, and she says that the Black Aja are looking for a former false dragon name of Ma- Matrim, Matrim Khan, Matrim Kane. I can't remember. Matrim. Uh, and what they're going to do is they're going to pose him as Rand, split the support, and have him do a bunch of evil things, and then have everybody in the world be against the dragon. And then that's how they're going to consolidate their power. They're going to have him like give Kanu a baby and take it away. Yeah. Kick a dog. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So it's up to Nynaeve and Egwene. Double everyone's taxes. Well, that's a big deal. <laughs> it's evil. It's evil stuff. Unless you're building a foundation of a of a society. You know? Evil! <laughs> Amazing. Peacoat of lies! There he is. There's the Skeletor. With Egwene and Nynaeve, with this information that they have, they have to decide which way to go. But I don't, what I don't understand is... They leave off the chapter kind of like saying that they can only choose one piece of information to go off of, but there's more than enough people to investigate both. Why does it only have to be one? For but this is like that. Yeah. This is because someone's lying. Somebody, yeah, someone, somebody is lying. But also, I think both. So of these, they can't follow it all because it all doesn't jive. They, or someone's lying, and someone is telling the truth. Or they're both. But who lying? Or they're both telling the truth. They can't both be telling the truth. Hmm. Well, it doesn't make sense. I think I think um, the person who tells the tr- is telling the truth the most, and this is this is why this is what I think is going to happen is that Amiko, I think it was Amiko, she's been gentled. All right, so she has no touch. She has no stilled. She, uh, sorry, stilled. So she hasn't been. She she can't touch the one true power anymore. Meaning, in a couple of years, she's going to die. So they effectively executed her. So what does she have to lose? <laughs> it's pretty fucked up if you think about it. It is. Yeah. They just straight up. It is. Like, ex- like she's going to die. They they say it in this chapter. Like, in a couple of years, she's just going to kind of fade away. She's just going to lose the will to live. Yeah, I mean, what can you do? You know, it's better to burn out than to fade away. That's what they <laughs> yeah, always say. Yeah. Although, I guess this is uh, fading away. This isn't burning out. Oh, so. God. Well, look, I got to go back. I got to correct you. That false dragon is not named Matrim Kane. His name is Mazrim Tame. I was I was <laughs> so close. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. It's kind of close. But I was close. I was wrong, but I was close. It's, it's closer to Matrim. Yeah. Matrim Kahan. I'm still, oh. like, you know, four books in, I'm still not a fan of his naming conventions in these books. You know, it doesn't seem like there's a rhyme or reason to what the They're hell great. he's doing. They're like Star Wars characters. Mazrim Tame could be a Star Wars guy. Yeah, that sounds like a Star Wars name. You know what? I think he is in, I mean, I mean, technically speaking, Andor. Andor is a city in Wheel of Time. Andor, he's a guy in Star mm-hmm, Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're kind of he just is. switching the names around a little bit. But, uh... I don't know. It, there's, there does doesn't seem to be a lot of rhyme and reason yeah, well, to what he's doing. I think you heard it here though. Is that Andor on the Star Wars Andor on Disney Plus, uh, influenced originally by the Shadow Rising and uh, the Wheel of Time series. World exclusive. It's actually technically it's like a, you know, it's like a spinoff type thing. Yeah. All right. Loosely connected. You know. All right. That's where we're going to leave off with the chapter. I know it's not a lot, but we got packed 
episode, all right? Now, I want to... I mean, that kind of was their chapter. That more or less okay, was. That's kind of it. Uh, but there is some stuff I want to kind of go over from the week, this past week, because, like I said, it's been a roller coaster ride. Six Flags. Ever been there? They've got roller coasters. Oh, I've been to Six Flags. Really? Have you? No. You've, you haven't been no. there. You haven't even like left the country ever, except the time that you made the podcast last year. Yeah. Talked about it. No, I've been to Disneyland. That was cool. I was on a, I was at California. That's a country. Yeah, I was, uh, I was on a, I was in California Adventures, also another country. Okay. All right, buddy. Brag, 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 cool. brag. I was 10, and I think I puked on somebody. That doesn't count. Somebody. You puked on someone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking asshole. You would. <laughs> I'd be so pissed if 10-year-old you puked on me. I, I'd probably puke right back. Dude, you wouldn't like me from ages zero to probably 19 to when you met me. We can push it maybe a little higher. Yeah, 22, uh, 23. That <laughs> <laughs> was pr- pretty insufferable then. 25. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, 27 uh, has been touch and go. <laughs> Uh, okay. So let's talk about the week here. All right. We've got first thing we got to talk about here a little bit. We got to give a shout out to Min. All right. She's out there. She's Min. doing things. She's out at the white tower. Yeah. Min's, Min's, Min's there. Yeah. Yeah. She's alive. She's there. She's there. All right. All right. Uh, another thing that happened this week. Very, very, very Robert Jordan esque sexy dreams. Some of the sexiest we've yeah, had important. so far. Yep. Yeah, very full of handsome women. Full of handsome women and uh, baths. And baths. These are your highlights. Yeah, these are my highlights. Okay. Next highlight of the week. Yes. Next highlight of the week. Evil Dead shenanigans when all the bubbles of evil start popping up. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. All right. We got Rand. Yeah, or if if you ask me, they're evil little bubbles of farts coming out of the bathtub. Yeah. Ah. But it's like either way. It's fun. It's a good time. Uh, we got Rand running around his bedroom with a sword while Berlin's move, losing her mind. And I, like I said, like I said earlier, I still, I'm still, my head's still kind of spinning about the fact that Berlin just like left the room and didn't tell anybody that like Rand was like bleeding in the room and was being attacked. She just left and just kind of like kept it to herself. Like talk about she had to, she had to get out of there. You can't be no, I, I get, I get it. I wouldn't have said anything. Right. I would have just bailed. <laughs> go just get out of here then like i never saw anything i don't even know i wasn't even in there all right i don't know what you're talking all right. about i know where you, okay now i know even Iran. yeah all right uh catch me man i'm slippery next highlight falcon and winter soldier perrin and fail oh yes yes <laughs> yes the wolf and the bird yes uh it's only a highlight because i like that joke Man, a lot happened in these first five chapters. Like we're all over the place with all these characters. Yeah. And then we also got Matt and uh, Tom. Matt and Tom. That was my next. They're one. out there. They, they, we've got we've got people jumping out of cards. Some cheap ass CGI that he's oh, fighting. Yeah. We got Tom. What is going on? In sending this book? Uh, sending off little secret letters to people, and he's like fucking around he's fucking around with some plots and stuff. You know, things are things are he, moving around. We he you're making. Honestly, you're making the Queen's infidelity sound a lot more, um, a lot more mysterious and full of espionage. I feel like it is just he is like, look, Queen, like we used to have a thing. And now I think your husband knows. I don't know if it's that, though. 
I, th- I think it's something else entirely. I think he's. I don't pl- either. I, I think he's planting some information on somebody else to cause some other shit to go down because he's a little shit disturber. I hope so. You know, he's part of something I hope bigger. So, but there has been sexual tension between those two. There's sexual tension it. with Tom and everybody in the room. Even me. There's honestly sexual tension between most of these characters in the real time. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the guy that's missing the most sexual tension is probably Loyal. And uh, you know, it's about time. But didn't he even didn't he, he had a little bit though, didn't he? We he had there was like a bunch of like, you know, other ogears in the in the grove that we were like, oh, maybe she could be a little a, a little uh, little date for him. But it uh, never came to fruition. Did we just create that? That didn't actually happen? I'm pretty sure we mm-hmm. just created that in our head. And mixed him with a couple of years of Wasn't he dating a, an old gear that was like Dolly Parton? Right? <laughs> I think you're thinking she of looked, Gremlins. Let's just say she looked think, a lot like Dolly Parton. I think you're thinking of Gremlins 2. She <laughs> sung some songs. Gremlin, yeah, Gremlins 2. That's pretty good, though. <laughs> Gremlins 2. <laughs> I think you're getting a little confused there, but I like the path you're going. I don't think it necessarily happened, but you're on the right track, I guess. Uh, all right. That's what happened this week on Friday. That's the week roundup. Chapter five. <laughs> now to get into the special thing that we're going to be doing. All right. Like we said over the week, we are playing a little light RPG game that Steve is going to be taking part in. I'm going to be acting as the DM and as like a little side character on uh, helping him out whenever I can. Uh, He's a sheep. I'm a sheep. I'm I'm a sheep. He's a sheep. Yeah, I just think I'm going to kill. I'm going to kill you right away. All right. But uh, <laughs> the game, this is, uh, you know, we've said what we've, we've explained it before, I think, but we are putting ourselves into the book to ride along with the characters right. and, uh, and, and have fun. Absolutely. Gotta have a little I'm going to murder Ran and you. He's just going to kill and everybody in the book. All right. We'll see what else happens. So Nine Eve's going down. Let me, <laughs> yeah, you're just going to be a wrecking ball throughout the entire casting crew of the I'm going to try of time. Okay. <clears throat> Let me set the scene for you here, Steve, because I, I wrote, I, I wrote way too much, not a lot, but like way too much for, for a light RPG, but it's fine. This gives you a little bit of backstory and checks gives, out, gives you, gets you into the mood of where we're going to be going. All right. <clears throat> so this is your characters. Your character's name, Steve, little Steve has always Perfect. wanted to be a hero. Ever since he was a boy, you could always see him running around Emmons Field, swinging wood sticks around and challenging others to epic duels. But there is only so much heroing you can do when you live in a small village and everybody's eyes are on Randall Thor. But Steve wasn't perturbed. (laughs) He worked hard to prove himself as much of the boys as everyone else. But for some reason, he just could not fit in. Sorry, Steve. A handsome boy, though. He could not fight as good as Rand, or talk as good as Matt, or even Hal as good as Perrin. Which he thought was kind of weird anyway. I'm not a wolf. But he is as as handsome as most women. You are as handsome as most women. But there was one thing you were good at, Steve, compared to everything else. Compared to everybody else. Okay. Shepherding. Yep. Shepherding. So I'm a shepherd. You're a shepherd. And you're good. You're really good at it. From the first What moment, does that mean? Just herding sheep? Yeah. You're the best. I don't like this. <laughs> but okay. I, I can, I'm pretty good at it. From the moment you could first work, 
you became the town's go-to sheep whisperer. If there was herding to do or a little sheep baby to bring into this world, you were the guy to get in there hey. and get it done. Okay? Hey, sh- hey, 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 sheep. Hey, uh, you got any weed? <laughs> Hands me a blunt. And then, and then it's just me and a sheep smoking a blunt. Sheep's got sunglasses on. Snoop Dogg's playing. There you go. This is wheel time. <laughs> but this all changed when the Trollocs attacked Emmons Field. Remember? Remember what happened in Eye of the World? <laughs> Though Emmons Field Nart. was decimated in the attack, you were able to save as much of the livestock thanks to your... You were saved, <laughs> able to save much of the livestock thanks to your shepherding abilities. Not only did it work on the animals, but you also were able to shepherd a bunch of people into safety as well. Throughout the night, you transported animals and residents to safety, and for the first time, you felt like a hero. Hold on. The Trollocs just ignored us? Yeah, you you were fine. You were not a threat. Plot armor. <laughs> yeah, plot armor. But when y- you saw Rand and uh, Co. leave with an Aes Sedai, you knew you had to be a part of that adventure. You were a hero now. So, you set forth with your trusty sheep and best friend, Willie. Me. The sheep. The sheep. <laughs> Willie. Trusty sheep and best friend, Willie the sheep. Make a sheep noise. <laughs> let's go, Willie. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Trollocs. We'll <laughs> turn you into one. <laughs> I've seen a sheep, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, direction was never your strong suit, and so you spent many months running around the world trying to catch up with Rand, now known as the Dragon, but always arriving too late to do anything about anything that happens. You 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 got to the Green Man, Green Man already dead. You got to the Horn, Horn's already gone. You got to uh, another place, everybody's left. All right, you're just one step behind, oh, even <laughs> for the fall of Tear. Okay, now you okay. And your trusty sheep, Willie, sit outside the Stone of Tear in a local alehouse to decide what you should do next. But little do you know, adventure is about to find you. Is this like a Wallace and Gromit situation where, like, the sheep is, like, drinking a beer? Yeah, this is heavily based on with me. Wallace and Gromit. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's just like if I'm doing a human thing and the sheep's with me, you, the sheep... You're doing the human thing too, most likely. Most likely, yeah. I'm just kind of like, you can tell me what to do. I honestly, whatever you want to do with the sheep, I'm gonna allow you to do it. Any anything. Okay. <laughs> this sheep's drinking a beer. Sounds good. All right. So do I have to roll for that? <laughs> <laughs> good question. And uh, I'll see. So you and Willie wait patiently in a fine tier establishment, the Hosen Crown, while you. And your little sheep try to figure out what you're going to do to get in contact with Rand and be a part of their adventure. The pub is dark, save for dimly lit candles that mark the center of each wooden table. There are about maybe 20 or so patrons who sit in their own little private huddles, like almost like keeping secrets from each other. It's not a very welcoming establishment. They're all kind of like huddled up and they're just kind of like whispering and man, like eating. Uh, You... You, uh, your sheep, Willie, sits right next to you, munching on some muddy shrubs drug in by some of the local drinkers from their day's labors. But you say you want him to have a beer? He's going to be drinking beer, too. Maybe he has a No, he can right. be a sheep. Okay, whatever. No, he's a sheep. He's just sitting there. He's going, bah, and then eating. <laughs> yeah, he's going, bah, bah, 
Uh, it's relatively cool in the room, but every time the kitchen door swings open, you are met with the em- warm embrace of delicious pies, cheeses, and breads wafting all over the crowd. Your stomach hot gurgles. Pies, hot bread. Your stomach gurgles. But you've already st- spent a good amount of money on a room and the three pints of beer that you've already swallowed down. You're hungry. What are you going to do? Hey, what's a man got to pay over here? I got a couple of hot breads and maybe some pie over here. Oh, you got artisanal cheeses back there. Okay. Hey. A bar matron then comes walking over to you. She's a little annoyed by the way that you've called her over and a little confused because she doesn't recognize the accent. She's like, is that a Terraboner accent <laughs> or something like that? I don't I don't know where to place Terrabona? it. And she laughs. Hey, you better watch your mouth with the Terrabona talk over here talking about a dong swinging. Out of frustration, the bar matron just puts down another... Jug of bar, jug of beer right onto your table and gives you uh, a loaf of bread, and then she just starts walking hey, away. From thanks you. for the jug and the loaf. She flips you off. <laughs> Wench. I'm sorry. I'm. Mean, I look. I'm sorry. After I'm you said that, up. the whole bar quiets down, and you hear a guy. You hear a guy in the back of the kitchen going, "What?" He's just screaming. He's just like, what did he say? <laughs> what? <laughs> and what did he say? Even though, even though you can't really see exactly what's going on behind the kitchen, but through the door, how the door is kind of like set up, you can see pots and pans just flying around until out emerges the 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 bar owner. He's a, he's a bald, stout man. All right. He's got forearms the size of Mack trucks. All right. And they're covered in hair. And he's like, who who's been talking to my bar matrons like that? And he's he's looking around, and everybody in the crowd just kind of eyes at you. Okay, okay. So this is where we're going to uh, we're going to deploy the ring around the rosy tactic, right? Which is what's happening is I'm going to engage. I'm going to get aggressive. You're going to engage. Okay. And Willie the sheep, Willie the sheep is going to step back. He's a sheep. He's not the focus here. No, no one's paying attention to him. He's, a little and nervous. he's going to circle around. Willie's going to circle around, and he's going to sneak into the back and find the aged, um, the aged beef, the aged, the aged cheddar. We're going okay. to get it all. He's this is a heist now. Uh, this, is, this is a heist. This is a cheese. Okay, heist. so you are the distraction. Because that... we're capitalizing. Like we're we're little rascals. Right. And and we we're prepared for this. We knew this was coming. Okay, so you are the detraction. There's a reason why I was getting all riled up. All right, all right. Right. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay. So you are the distraction. Willie is going to be working his way around to grab some a little a little nosh for you both. All right. So I yeah. Meanwhile, while this is happening, there's a sheep just grabbing giant wheels of cheese and dragging them out the back door. So is your is your move here to kind of keep this guy engaged long enough, but not necessarily in a physical art- altercation to kind of keep him from going into the kitchen? I'm gonna pick up a knife and throw it right at his face. Wow. Okay, we are going right into it. Uh, I'm gonna roll. Yeah. I'm honestly, I'm I'm hoping that he's gonna catch it because like I don't want to stab him in the face. But this is where we're at. Okay. Right. So it's it's out of my hands now. It's in his hands. <laughs> okay. So for that particular movement, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna roll here. I'm gonna see what what goes on here. 
So you throw the knife at the guy. Right at his face. He bats it away and he just looks furious. And the entire bar just stands up on their feet and they're now just like closing in on you. All right. I mean, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're starting to close in on you and they're getting closer and closer and closer. Meanwhile, you see Willie. He, he's got a whole bunch of like meats and cheese in his mouth ready to go. And he's start, starting to bail for the door. What do you do? Oh, he's no, I want him taking, he's taking him out the back door. He's taking him out the back door. He's back door. Willie. Okay. Yeah. I'll allow it. He's going out the back door. So you're all alone. So you got to get, maybe the there's like a ca- carriage out there that we can steal that he's been loading up that he found. You got to get he's resourceful. You got to get out of this situation. Be, these guys are closing in on you and they're on, they're on every direction right now. Let me tell you, like you are not right. going to, you, it's going to be tough if you want to like, if you want to battle your way out of this or like, or dance a jig out of there. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's going to be tough, but what do you want to do? Um, I'm going to, uh, just point and say, uh, there's, there's an I said, I over there. I said, I, okay. So I'm going to do, and then they're going to look and then I'm going to jump out the window. Okay. Well, let's see right through the pain. Let's glass. see if that actually works. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing a couple of things here. So I'm going to roll for uh, a distraction and I'm going to mo- roll for a move. All right. Let's see here. Okay. Okay. Rough. Uh, you yell out. I said, I, I everybody. Oh, I said, I over there. You say, you say your distraction and you know what? Surprisingly it works. Everybody's like, huh? Boom. And then as of course it works, it's real time. As you're turning away, you're about to jump through the window, but you trip on your own shoelace because you forgot to tie it earlier. Apparently, but fall through the window anyways. <laughs> no, you fall. Your, you fall right on your fucking ass, like right on your face, in front of everybody. And now they're getting now. No, they're not paying attention. No, they're not paying attention, dude. I'm running the game. <laughs> they're not. All right. Now, now they're closing in, in on you. Now they're closing in on you. But. Just before they're about to pick you up and start pummeling you, something happens. All right, the table starts shaking. What happens? All right, the table starts shaking. Things start to get really spooky in there, and uh, you get you're able to climb yourself to your feet. You look outside. You see Willie out there, and Willie's just kind of like eating the food that he snuck <laughs> snuck out. But he's watching inside, and he's Fucking not gonna, Willie. He's not going to be taking part of anything that's going on there. But as the tables start rumbling, there's like a drumming sound that keeps on getting louder and louder and louder. And then it stops. And then suddenly, there's a couple of of seconds of silence where you're all just kind of looking at each other going like, what the hell is going on here? A few of them are looking at you like you're doing some trickery. But then, with almost no warning, all the food starts coming to life. Ah, it's like those fucking cards. This is probably the same magic fuckery that is making the cards come to life. Wow. You nailed it. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So. So what happens now? What What's hmm. your plan now? The food is starting to fly all over the place. It's starting to attack other patrons. Like you, you look at a hot dog bun and it's got teeth on it. It's eating the guy's throat. You're like, ah. Another another guy's getting choked out by by a string of bratwurst. All right, this other guy he's drowning in a pie. Okay, what do you do, Steve? How do you get, how do you get out of this? I'm going to roundhouse kick the bratwurst in the face. Roundhouse kick the bratwurst in the face because I can do that. Okay, 
Remember, your goal here is to get out of this room. Because it's 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 pandemonium. My goal here was to make out with a bunch of fancy meat and cheese. <laughs> and I'm not ready to part with them. <laughs> so we're going to hogtie that bra horse, and we're taking him with us. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to move. All right. What am I doing here? I'm going to do that. And okay. Ooh. You didn't roll well, but I'm going to override it and say, hey, you did it. You roundhouse kicks that fucking bratwurst in the face. and You hogtie it around your arm and you bail right out of that room into the night. You grab your buddy, Will. You grab your sheep, Willie, and you run down the street. And that's where we're going to end off for today. Wow. Honestly, this is kind of like better than a lot of the stuff in these books. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, but like it is. So I don't know. He's got to be careful. He's got to be careful about running your running the story here because remember at the end of the day I'm the master. All right? He, you are. You are, man. Let, let me um, you let are. Me tell you. I'm the master. You are, no, you totally are. I'm the master. Oh, okay. Okay, I know. Yeah, you are. Say the words. Say them. Thank you for listening and uh, making it to the end of our first week of the Shadow Rising. Oh, I am the master. <laughs> I've said I, I said it. I just said it, man. No, say the words. Just, we can go back and say listen. The words. I just said it. No, you didn't. Follow us on Twitter at <laughs> Chat by Chap, Instagram at Chapter by Chapter Podcast, and you can always email us at Chapter by Chapter Podcast at gmail.com. We love your emails. Anything you send will probably be mentioned on the show, so come on in. Hope you have a good weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay hungry. Well, don't stay hungry. Stay, Get hungry and then eat. <laughs> and we will see you back... <laughs> and we will see you back here on Monday for Chapter 6 Doorway.
Hello everybody, it's your buddy old friend old pal Will here. You know why I'm here. I'm here to thank the four most important people to this show. But before I do that, I want to send some good well wishes to our buddy Steve. He's not feeling well right now. That's why you can hear my voice only for the past week, for inaugural week. Thank you guys so much for listening. And particularly thank you to Big Cheese Daddy, Degree for Women, Hilder, and Nikorn for everything they do to support this podcast. If you guys would like to support the show, like always, head over to our Patreon. The link is there in the description. Pick a tier and get a weekly bonus podcast.